You are watching Gooch Live. I'm Kerry Goulet, better known as the Gooch, and my good buddy featuring Paul Rosen. Rosie, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Doing great. Anytime I get a chance to do a show with you, it is a great day. In a studio. I'm telling you, it seems like you've been away forever. It's been five weeks, and I'll tell you what, what a great shirt. Courage. Yeah, you know what? Great thing to have to I decided... The last number of weeks, I was all dressed up nice. Steve Ellis was like, he was so, asked me where I uh, got my clothing. And I was just, you know, just uh, the, the basement pretty yeah. well. Yeah, I don't get the, I don't have the clothing <laughs> deal like you have, dude. Oh, yeah. But I, I decided today to put the courage with what's going on in the world. Absolutely. To put the courage jersey on. Uh, I, I love this t-shirt and uh, I think we're going to have a great show today. It's going to be a fantastic show. Yeah. And of course, I got mine at Winners. That's it. Well, you are a winner. Yeah, well, we are. There's no question. And I want to take a shout out to Steve Ellis, putting it together with gaffer tape, nails, glue to keep our show going. Well, I'm, you know, you say, I was in Adelaide yep. and we were talking. It was like 4.30 in the morning at the airport because I couldn't find a place to have any light, which was really cool. And I'm in front of a subway and I'm sitting there talking to you guys, trying to figure out how to get the mics going. And Steve's yelling at me and everything's going crazy. And I look over and there's three people sitting at the subway watching this mess. Mm -hmm. So I'll tell you what, we're worldwide. I'm telling you, yeah. We, we've got three or four like fans all over the world. <laughs> well, we got a big one right here. Absolutely. I'll tell you what. Yeah. A big fan, I mean. Yeah. Peter Bocci. Come on, buddy. Give us some skin. Hi, buddy. How are you? Good to see you. Pete, what's going on? You know, another day, another dollar. I, obviously, uh, you know, as Paul just highlighted, there's a lot going on. In the yeah, world. And, no question. Uh, certainly, we need to talk about it. We're, and that's what we're going to do. Talking to each other makes us all a little more uh, able to get through it. Listen, a lot of people know I have trouble with names. So how do you say your last name? Bombachi. Bombachi. Mm. It kind of, nice little Italian it just, boy. It just rolls off your tongue. Yeah. Bombachi. You know, you know Do you remember the, the show uh, when we're all like in the same uh, vintage that uh, Barney Miller? You remember the show Barney Miller? Yeah, no. And there was... You don't remember Barney Miller? No. And Abe one Pagoda, of what? You know, what? Yeah, Abe Pagoda, Yeah, and one of the taxi. One, one no. One of the uh, um, detectives Close. was uh, Wojohowicz, and they'd always say to him, "How do you pronounce it?" And just like it sounds, Wojohowicz. Well, you know what's really bad is because the one thing you don't want to mess up yeah, is that? a name, right? No, People you just, don't want. Yeah. No. So uh, I'm doing an interview with uh, David Turk, yeah. the commissioner, the new commissioner of the uh, uh, the uh, Australian Ice Hockey League, and two of their governors. Who I know very well. One of her, one of them is Joyce Price, right? And I called her Joyce Pride. Why? I knew it was Price. Well, because we always talk about our education. Which <laughs> comes after and bites us. Grade twelve, past yeah. grade six, twice. All right, listen. Let's get into the show. Let's talk to Pete. Yeah. Obviously, the the world is a crazy place. Uh, not only uh, over this uh, coronavirus situation, but just just in general. You know, we, we you and I have been having these conversations often. Of course, we know Paul, your history with the mental health. We know a little bit about my mental health situations. But I think it's really important with sport and obviously this show uh, being brought to you by the Hockey News and your good people from Christian Hockey. We need to really talk about things that are not always normal. You know, people can get stats and know everything about the players. Today you just Google and you find it out. But I think we have to go deeper than that. And our show is all about talking about hockey and of course around the world it's called ice hockey. Do you know why it's called ice hockey outside of Canada? Do you have any reason? Uh, I don't actually. All right. Paul, why don't you tell them? Why don't you tell him? Okay. I forget. <laughs> Comes back I've to had me. 12 concussions. That's all right. That's all right. Um, you know, uh, hockey is around the world field hockey. So oh, yeah. they want to differentiate when they play. Because field hockey is not quite as big here. Uh, it's getting bigger, but not quite as big. So outside of North America, everything, everybody calls it ice hockey. So I just want to tell you that when I say hockey or ice hockey, same sport. 
So we know that the world is crazy with what's going on out there. Uh, but we look at athletes a lot differently. So in our show, we want to talk about the athlete, the stars, everybody that plays, whether you play fifth division in Germany or you play for the NHL or you're playing for a gold medal like Paul did. We just want to make sure people understand we're all human. Right. And then the second thing that we want to talk about is health and lifestyle and, of course, travel. And I get to do a lot of that stuff because of what I do. And so I'm blessed to that. But what I do see around the world is a common theme. And Pete, I'll tell you what, what you're doing is so relevant. So let's talk about the Genwell Project. Let you, I'm going to let you say in your words yeah. and then I'll, I'll comment. And Paul, please uh, jump in. Yeah, the Genwell Project's a human connection movement. Uh, our mission is to make the world a happier and healthier place by reminding people about the importance of doing what we're doing right here, yeah. connecting face-to-face. -face. You know, And most importantly, it's about inspiring people to take action because uh, the reality is we live in the most fast-paced, distracted, and pressure-filled world in history. And most of us aren't taking time to do the thing that research now clearly shows. The single largest thing that makes us happy in life is spending time with our friends, family, people that we're connected to. Uh, it reduces anxiety and depression, which is skyrocketing across all demographics. It uh, increases empathy and compassion, which we could use a little more of in the world. Uh, increases, strengthens your immune system, so it keeps you healthy and can increase your chances of living longer. Well, it's crazy that none of us were ever educated on this because up until the early 2000s, we didn't need to. No. When we left school at 320, there was always 10 kids on the street ready to play ball hockey. Today, yeah. that, that doesn't exist because there's too many distractions, too many other things for kids to do. And the reality is they're all stuck on, whether it's screens, whether it's uh, gaming, whether it's social media, whatever the case may be. And there's lots of other reasons as well. But those and they're the, bullied 24-7 now. In well, the old yeah. days, we were bullied you know, a couple hours a day, but now it's... Totally. It's 24-hour pressure. Yeah. You know, the reality is people are posting their human highlight reel on social media. And we're older and supposed to have, you know, the wisdom to Absolutely. understand it and put it in context. We are the adults in the picture. We're supposed to be. Yeah, true. But we're struggling as well. Yeah. Because it isn't easy when you see everybody live in these beautiful, perfected, curated lives yeah. to actually put it in context. And that's what talking to people does. Because if I say to you, Gooch, uh, you know, did you see what so-and-so is doing? You say, oh, yeah, but did you know he's also got this issue and that issue and, yeah. and they're struggling just like we all struggle and I think it's important for us to talk to people because that puts things in context for us to understand that hey we're just like everybody else yeah so we'll go to go to Paul for a second because we, you know Paul's situation is obviously it's well documented um, I never saw it coming I knew he was having issues I was on a flight back from London and your daughter uh, uh, texted me and said you know he tried to take his life and I was devastated because I had no clue and we're, we hang out we talk on a regular basis so I think sometimes we don't look do not and I'm going to say this I, I use this line all the time do not shove judge the book by the cover get inside and understand what the true story is if you're a friend you got to know it and i think that's exactly what your movement is and paul you could probably state a lot more about it than i can right yeah well to me first of all thanks for being on the show this Great is to good to uh to to spread the word that's what it's all about education and for me i i lived this second life i lived a a, a life in the public with Gooch and my friends and my family and, and everybody through playing uh, hockey for Canada and everybody knew. But then I lived this private life and that private life was total isolation. As soon as I was done an event, I'd go back to my tiny little bachelor apartment, pull the covers up over my head, whether it was two in the afternoon or two in the morning, blinds would always be shut and Sportsnet would always be on. And now with asking, you know, it's, it's 13 months that I'm clean and sober, 13 months that I've really reached out for and 
got the help that I need. But I think one of the biggest, and, and touch on this, please, and what you've uh, seen over the years, isolation, that self-isolation. I think it's one of the biggest problems when somebody has depression and then eventually looks to suicide is I never let anybody in. I'd always, somebody would call me, good say, hey, what's going on? I'm doing great. Hey, you want to come? He'd invite me to things all the time. I'm not feeling good. And I used it great. Like I had the perfect, you know, I had missing my leg. I'd say to him what? all the time, I can't. Yeah, I missed my leg. Uh, <laughs> I, I'd say to him all the time, you know, I, hey, I can't gooch. My leg's killing me. My back's killing me. I just, uh, no problem. And that would be the end of it. And it's it's funny because my the one thing with my one daughter that still is haunting her and me to the day is two days before she FaceTimed me and asked me what was going on. And I said, I'm good, I'm good. And then she said to my other daughter, hey, I think dad, something's wrong with dad. We should go see him. So they set it up to come see me a week later. Now, unfortunately, two days later, I tried to take my life. So I, I really think that we have to just step in, in my opinion, and no matter what somebody says, you have to step in and, and try to help out and, and take that isolation away. So, Pete, before you answer, because I think it's really relevant too, it's also because of the fact that you were a high-profile person. Uh, we kind of uh, go inward sometimes, you right. know, playing hockey in Europe when I was going through mine. We, we, were, we were extroverts, but all of a sudden, through our mental illness, we became introverts. Yes. And so I think that's what's maybe going on here right now. Yeah, well, I think, you know, I think for everybody, there's a big psychological game going on when we are with people all the time, and then we separate ourselves from those people. And so once you get out of the habit, when it's not a regular routine, it becomes more and more challenging for people to actually reach out and for us to actually say, hey, I really would like to get connected. I certainly saw it even with my elderly mom before she passed. You know, you'd call, you'd say, hey, I'd love to come see you, I'd love to come see you. She's like, oh, no, I don't want to see you. But the reality is we all need, human connection is Absolutely. an innate need that we all have. We yep. crave it, we need it to survive. And the reality is I think it's too easy for us now. Again, you said you were going home and watching TV, watching sports, which is was your way for some people it's social media for some people it's gaming there's too many simple distractions in our lives today right. that are easier to do than actually picking up the phone and risking you know rejection risking any type of um, of letdown from the people that you really should be counting on to get connected and I think we just need to let everybody understand that human connection is the thing that can make people's lives happier and healthier each and every day we're not a mental health campaign we're swimming upstream we want to help people do this before they get into a situation even though this is a great thing to do after you've had a mental health issue right the reality is human connection is good for all of well us. i'll tell you what pete the reason why the word connected has been chosen by us to do a mental health initiative is because of you when i sat with you and just heard you speak fluently and articulate over this situation i took a time out I even actually called you to say if we could use that word and know that. And we came up with saying connected. It is so vital. And I think that's what we need to get out there is that connected, the mental health initiative is working with the Gen, Genwell Project. And so tell us a little bit about what the Genwell Project is. Though we know that we have this interconnection, what, what is it exactly that you're trying to do for us? Really what we've become is a 12-month awareness campaign. You know, for 50 years we've been told to go to the gym and exercise every day because that's at the bottom of Maslow's hierarchy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if I, you know, look at the other side, in the last 10, 20 years we've been talking about mental health, yeah. making sure that people become more conscious about that. But if you look at the next level up on Maslow's hierarchy, love and belonging is a human innate need we have. We've never 
actually educated people. So what we're trying to do is really be a 12-month awareness campaign to get people to think about, hey, whether I could do it for myself, reaching out and you guys getting connected, or maybe it's actually somebody close by to you that you know, as your example is, you know, hey, I haven't talked to Paul in a few days. I wonder how Paul's doing. I should yep. reach out to Paul. So it's not always about what's in it for us. We want to be that awareness campaign to get that prompts people to actually think about reaching out to other people. And then twice a year, once in the spring and once in the fall, we want to catalyze people around two weekends. We don't do any events. Our goal is to get you to make us the excuse to send out that invite to the friend. We all have a long list of people that we've been meeting to see. Oh, that's right. No so question. what we want to do is just say, hey, if we all do it together, it makes it easier because it's no longer just about us trying to get together it's actually hey i'm doing this as part of the bigger movement the human connection movement of the gen well project what do you do then uh if in the situation where gooch or my daughter or another friend continuously calls and i continuously say no i'm okay i'm okay how do you overstep your bound do you like what where does it the line drawn where you know, somebody says, no, 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 I'm going, I'm knocking on that door, I'm going to see what's going on. Yeah, it's a, in my opinion, and having having done that with uh, one friend, and certainly, again, I experienced it with my mom in her, in her later years, the reality is I think at some point, you know the person, if they are a friend, then you know, or a family member, you know what the what the normal person would do and how social that normal person is. Um, and the important thing is by being conscious and understanding how important human connection is, you can get to that point where you go, I need to go see Rosie. I'm going to go knock on the door. I'm going to actually stand face to face with him because he can't turn me down when I'm standing there, right. but he can. It's too easy just to deflect off of this thing. And we just need to be more conscious of how different those two different vehicles of communication are, and maybe that will help us all be a little better. You are watching Gooch Live featuring Paul Rosen, the Rose and the Gooch. Listen, Paul, I just want to say that uh, uh, while I was away, you did a great job anchoring the show. Uh, we've been having a lot of fun with this. Uh, we're learning as we go along. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, the good people at uh, Hockey News have been fantastic. Steve Ellis, uh, producer, helping us get through this all. And what a great guest to talk about something that's so vital that a lot of men don't talk about this. And when yeah. I heard Pete and met Pete uh, for the first time, I thought it was important. I, I understand some of his issues. Obviously, he's a Toronto Maple Leaf fan. Uh, <laughs> me being a, a, a Winnipeg Jets fan you being a Chicago fan yeah. we're all in kind of trouble right at this moment because you're out of the playoffs yeah. we're close to being out of the playoffs we won't even discuss that so uh. yeah, the, the the biggest difference so between the three of us yeah. is my team's won three cups in a seven-year span within the last 10 years so yeah, that hurts you know Hey, it's not what you Jets did yesterday, it's won. what you're doing today. And the Jets have never won the Leafs haven't won since I was seven well, years old. Well you know old, what so. because the 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 National Hockey League, yeah. when the Jets came Conspiracy. from the WHA, yeah. 1977, it was my draft year. Yeah. I didn't get drafted. wasn't good enough. Got called in and uh, stood in front of John Ferguson Sr., one of the toughest oh, players boy. of all time. He was yep. a general manager. And when I didn't, get, I went to pre-rookie camp, got cut, and it was devastating for me. The next year, they went up into the uh, National Hockey League. Yeah. The uh, draft, the first round draft pick was Jimmy Mann, good friend of ours. Oh yeah, yeah. But do you remember what the National Hockey League did to my team? They took Alf Nielsen, Anders yeah, Hedberg, yeah. and Schuberg. I can't, I can't remember Schuberg's last yeah. name. And decimated my team. Yeah. We would have won the Stanley Cup that year. They went to the Rangers, right? Yes, they did. Yeah. Okay, you remember that? Do you remember? Are that? you saying that the Jets might be under the Gooch Jinx? 
Could that be? Jeez. Could that be? Yeah. Is that yeah like, maybe that's is listen. That, is that like the goat in uh, it was in Chicago with the Cubs till they yeah. finally won? Okay. Yeah. Or yeah. it could be listen if that. If that they, Zamboni driver could have played a game, how about getting me in the lineup? Yeah. <laughs> you know what Seriously. drives me crazy for a second? I don't want to go, you know, because we have a thing at the end of our show called Rosie's Rant. And this is a tent show. And Steve Ellis, our, our producer, director, Grant Puba, he makes the decision on who wins. So right now, I've got six wins. Gooch has two. Someone's always going and up. One, I don't and there's it. one tie. He won last week. He won it going away. Um, you know, I was going to do it this week on, on the Zamboni driver. But you know what? I got so fed up with, and he's probably, David Ayer's probably a real super nice kid. He's not 42 years old. But I'm not going to do it because I'm not going to give him any more uh, any more publicity, even though I'm going to talk about it for a second now. Like I just saw last week he went to Frozen Pond, Hirsch Bornstein, the uh, owner, a friend of mine. And he had 500 people, 500 people wanted his autograph. The guy played 28 minutes. I don't know what happened. The Leafs, my mother could have taken some more shots than the Leafs did. And 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 now he's this big hero and his stick's in the Hall of Fame. And there's guys that have played years and years and years and nobody even knows Paul who Anderson. they are. Paul Anderson, didn't we have I'm, that discussion? I'm, yeah, this is, I'm just, I don't know. All David, right. God bless you, but come on. Enough with the David Ayer Zamboni right. driver. Get back on the Zamboni and stop playing ball. <laughs> well, it was the Leafs. All right, uh, listen, Pete, let's go into the mental health issue we talked a little bit about. Um, your thoughts, really quickly just on I know it's asking you to do quickly but we want to make sure we get to the other topics what do we do right now we've got an epidemic when it comes to mental health I don't think this coronavirus thing is going to help anybody through the situation I just as you know flew back I was nervous the whole time I looked I was I had wipes and just ridiculous the anxiety level that I had just on that flight Think about people now that may lose their homes, may lose their jobs, may lose their loved ones. You know, we all think about ourselves, but people have been dying. And so how, what's the psyche out there? Yeah, I think it's a challenging time. And uh, again, what the research shows is in challenging times, one of the ways that we get through it is by connecting with people around us. You know, certainly, you know, mental health is, uh, is an issue in itself, but I think we're talking about something much broader yeah. than that right now. And I think, uh, you know, right now most people are focused on the health aspect of the coronavirus, but as you say, the financial impact, we've seen it on the stock market, but now the job losses that are likely to come, whether yeah. that's from the cruise industry, the hospitality industry, you know, people working concessions at the hockey arena right. that are going to be the shut trickle down. down Not, it's exactly, yeah. it's the trickle-down effect. And what we all need to understand, and part of my movement was you know, inspired by my mom's little town in Northern Ireland that uh, that she grew up in and always told me that when it was the Second World War, the only way that they got through those challenging times was by coming together as friends, family, neighbors with their colleagues. And it was if you needed childcare, somebody was staying at home and they would take care of the kids. If you needed to share food, right. you know, we all came together and we did a potluck and we shared what we had. The reality is, and, and even that's though... That's broken now, right? That's broken now because we've created this in individualistic society that we right. live in that we thought that we could do this all on our own right you know we lived in the greatest growth era in the history of the world from the second world war to 2008 we thought we didn't need each other but now i think we're waking up especially with the coronavirus virus to us understanding that we can't get through this alone whether what? you're a senior and yeah. you can't get out to go grocery shopping you're a young person who can't afford to stock up whether you're a disabled person whether you're you know you got whatever challenge however you want to segment the population 
we got lots of people that are struggling, and we all need to be more aware of how we can support people as we go through these challenging right. times. Paul, he's smarter than a fifth grader for God's sake. <laughs> he's talking. I'm telling and, you, is, is there a light at the end? Do you see a light at the end of the tunnel? Well, my light at the end of the tunnel is actually creating the communities that will make us ha happier and healthier in the long run. These these ups and downs, there's been lots of, you know, yes. there's the Great Depression. There's different things that have happened throughout the course of the years. Bird flu. Yeah. You know, SARS. SARS, yeah, lots of illnesses, but I think even the holistic approach, the holistic view is that it's much more than a health issue. You know, this is a societal issue, and, and the positive out of this may be that we actually bring people closer together because we understand how important it is to have our community around us. Now, Paul knew my mother. Uh, one of the things that she instilled with me uh, was the fact when you have adversity, you can grow from adversity. Uh, you can either decide to roll up in the fetal position and, and quit, or you can stand up and rise above. So we're in that position right now, and I think what you're doing is absolutely amazing to make us aware that we're not looking inside, we're looking outside, and that's, I think, ultimately important. Um, one of the things I want to talk to you about now, and Paul, you can enter in on this because you do a lot of youth work. Today with youth, I can only say from what I see that we, we deal with a bunch of people uh, that are younger coming in, the, the, the social connections, the, the ability to communicate, the able to look eye to eye and talk and not be always down here and uh, LOL and all these different WTF and all that sort of stuff. It's a new language. What is that doing to our society when kids cannot carry on a conversation? That obviously is not good for society. Yeah, well, I, and I know some research only uh, because we're partnered with uh, uh, Big Brothers Big Sisters. And Leanne Nicole was did a video for us for our last campaign, talked about the lack of social interaction actually has uh, an impact on brain development. And we know that kids are less connected than ever before. And you talked about it earlier, that constant pressure that we're under to be perfect. You know, if you think about what it's like to grow up as a kid today, you don't have that interaction that we used to have. You've got more pressure. You're worried about getting into university in grade 9 and 10 right. versus I, even in grade 13, I might have started to think about it when I had to get my final marks in grade 13 and now you're worried about how am I going to ever buy a house put shelter over my head because yeah. of the rising cost of living how am I going to get a job it's no longer working for a company and finding a job yeah, that's true. it's how am I creating a skill set that I can work in 45 jobs over the course of my lifetime because that's the reality of the world that we're going to be living in so young people today need the connection more than ever right. and yet we're more distracted and disconnected than ever before so it's we are facing a challenge and I think for for our message at the Gen Well Project is really, we've been telling people to put down, and kids specifically, but it's all of us, to put down the phone. Put down the phone. Keep putting down Ooh, the phone. I hear that from my wife every single and, hour. And what we need to do is actually, especially for us with a little more age and supposed wisdom, mm -hmm. you know, maybe it's about actually saying to a kid, hey, you know, um, tomorrow you and I are going to go grab a coffee, yeah. and I want you to tell me how your, how, how your week was. You know, hey, tell me about your hockey game. Yeah. And by the way, sport to me is one of the greatest things that brings people together. We saw what happened with the Raptors. We see what happens. I think back to my childhood. Wednesday and Saturday night, we all got together because those are the two nights that the Leafs played. Black and so, white TV? Yeah, black and white TV, small. And even, even and I don't even know when that changed. Maybe in the late 90s when we went away from the two right. fixed games. But now it's all the time. It's every day, which in some ways is a beautiful thing. But at the other, in another way, it's not as uh, you can't catalyze people because they're always on. 
versus those two uh, weekly Absolutely. things that we we look forward to it to yeah. sit down and watch the game. Yeah. But sports can be, especially as we get into playoff time, such a catalyst Absolutely. to bring people together to watch your team, whether it's the Jets, the Hawks, or or the Leafs, or maybe it's just the Leafs and the Jets this year. Maybe you know. <laughs> anyway. I don't want to jump I think the uh, quick the, the the biggest thing what you just you know mentioned about you know talking to a kid and and showing him that's one of my biggest things. I I I love you know when people say well you got to help you got to help as opposed to just taking a kid and do a lot of talks in schools and telling them how to achieve greatness putting your arm around them and showing them. I just got a call last week from uh, a, a young lady in her 30s in Ottawa as she read the article that was done on me in the star where I opened up and was like very, very open. And she has a cousin who is in Oshawa uh, in his young 20s, 22, 23 years old, going through some heavy duty mental health issues, wanted to know if I would go talk. And we're working it out for me to go to this uh, to the house and, and sit down with the kid. And she wanted to know, like, how nobody can get to him. How do you get to him? Well, to me, when I talk to young kids, uh, it, it's not about making that, you know, getting to that the end of the road and go making them think, oh, my God, 20 miles down the road. No, it's about small little wins. It's about, first off, getting to understand that they have greatness in them and slowly, slowly, slowly getting them to believe in themselves. And that's the ultimate, and I know Gooch is the same thing. We're both great at motivating the world. Wow. But it's motivating yourself, and that's what I'm learning now from asking for help, and that's the one message that's right. that I'll put out there, is no matter how motivating you are, no matter what you do in the community, there is nothing wrong, there's nothing ashamed of asking for help. That's why I'm still here today. Beautiful. And I think the power of that, Paul, is the fact that when you talk about being there for a kid, it is about the connection. It's about what Maslow called love and belonging. When you know somebody loves and cares about you, it makes you feel stronger. And I think that's the message about the Genwell Project is, yeah. hey, go spend that time face-to-face -face with the people that you do care about, whether it's family, friends, neighbors, colleagues. Find that excuse that we're trying to create for you and just say, you know what, I haven't talked to Paul in a while. I really want to check in on him, see how he's doing. Because yeah. when you're spending time with people, you're not thinking about your phone. No. We haven't, you know, it hasn't been about the phone. It's been, hey, I'm in a great conversation with Gooch. Yeah. Paul's got, and he's yeah. funny. and. Yeah. That's what we all should be doing all the time. And the problem is there's more challenges that are distracting us and keeping uh, us apart. No question. And we just need to raise people's consciousness. You are watching Gooch Live featuring Paul Rosen. Listen, uh, thank God we got Jordan in the studio today. He's telling us about the time yeah. and keeping Steve awake. So, uh, listen, we've only got uh, a short time with you. I think we should just touch upon what is mental health. We know mental health is mental illness, mental well-being and mental training and you touched a little bit on it and I wanted to go through that when kids are dealing with concussions or they're dealing with uh, uh, depression what do we do how do we help them well I'm, I'm not an expert in that field but for me again it's supporting them it's connecting with them it's making sure that they know that they're not on this journey alone yeah. because you know you can go into and you guys can speak to it I, I've had a few friends who even playing rec hockey yeah. have had a little run in and all of a sudden now they're they're out for good they're not playing anymore and they talk uh, about some challenging times when you whether it's because you have to isolate yourself in a dark room no music no light and those are challenging times they there's a reason why they say salt 
solitary confinement is the worst punishment that you can give somebody in a jail. And we may be getting that just as what's going on. Well, and exactly why this movement's really important right now. As we isolate ourselves physically, remember that this is a great time for digital technology to keep us connected. All right, listen, last word, Paul, give us, uh, give us your thoughts on what we just talked about. I think the biggest thing is asking for help. It's uh, realizing that there's people out there that can help you. Pete, you are the last word. Uh, hey, stay connected. Reach out to somebody that you've been meaning to call and do it now and set up a time to get connected face-to-face and help them out. And our phone is always on and make sure you check out the website. Listen, you've been watching Gooch Live brought to you by the good people at the Hockey News and it's featuring Paul Rosen and his... The great people at Christian Hockey. Fantastic. Thanks, Pete, boys. thank you. We're going to do this again. I Love appreciate it. it. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Paul. Let's get in the NHL a little yeah. bit before we get into the Rosie's rant where I'm down, I think, 6-3, did you say? Uh, it's uh, six wins for me, two for you, well, yeah, and one be, tie. Well, yeah, so it'll be six three after that. It could and be. then and we're going to talk. A tie. So I'm going to do my bottom line, but yeah. my bottom line's almost going to be a little bit of a rant. That's we'll cool. talk about that yeah. in a few seconds. Listen, let's get in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Obviously, Boston, Tampa, Toronto on the bo- You know, we don't know where they are. Those are the three teams that are looking to come out of there. Uh, obviously, we got Washington, Philadelphia, and Pittsburgh. Again, it's really tight. Yeah. You got Columbus, Carolina, New York, Florida, and the New York uh, Islanders. Yeah. All close. What do you What do you think the chances are? Well, let's go right into the because you're a Chicago Blackhawk yeah, fan. They're not going to be in the playoffs. No, that that that's done. They're the Hawk season, and you know they uh, the, the disappointment a little for letting Robert Leonard go for as little as they got for him. I thought they were going to re-sign him and and leave uh, Corey Crawford to uh, to to thanks for everything. He won a Stanley Cup for them. But uh, I think they they have a little bit of growing pains right yeah. now. I'm not worried. I, I don't think Stan Bowman's worried. Uh, there's a lot of good young talent in Absolutely. their minor system. Yeah. But I, I think for the people in our area, the Toronto Maple Leafs, they, all they have to really worry about is the Florida Panthers. And if the Florida Panthers start to play some hockey, they're going to have some trouble. But I think with them, if they do make it, they're going to play Tampa. And I honestly think, Gooch, that they can beat Tampa. Well, a couple of nights ago, Tampa's, they beat them 2-1. Yeah. It was a really solid effort by all of the guys. Yeah, and it's Frederick Anderson. If he plays the way he can play, they can take Tampa out. Tampa is a team that, you know, is... is Choked in the first round and choked many years in a row. Yeah. They always well, last year you, you was ridiculous. That. They always have that. Yeah. If you're on a team that has has got so much potential and you keep losing, you have that in the back of your mind. So I don't know. I think all they have to worry about is is Florida. What do you thought? Ask you a question, uh, uh, Austin Matthews. Like he's close to fifty. What yeah. do you? Th- it's been a long time since somebody scored fifty. Well, if you don't mind me just saying before we get into that, Stamkos being out of the lineup for Tampa, if Phew. he's out longer, that's Headman that's too. a huge headman. So, out. listen, uh, you watched uh, uh, Matthews score his forty seventh the other night. Yep. Uh, great, great pass by Marner. That was unbelievable. Uh, that cross pass. He's got that one timer. That's he's gonna. He's doing fifty. There's no question. Yep. Um, and what a big achievement. Uh, you know, the last time I think I remember was it Rick Five? Yeah. Gary. Lehman, Lyman Lehman. Yeah, I remember too. that. Yeah. So that's a that's oh, a big okay. thing. <laughs> Steve's uh, barking in the background. Steve, thanks for taking care of us. Steve Ellis, uh, our producer. Ricky Vive is in the room. He's in the studio. or in the in the studio yeah. doing his podcast. And we got our buddy Jordan from Australia. He's keeping us. Uh, can't say his last name, but we don't worry about that. It's thanks right. for being here. Um, listen, I think the Leafs uh, have got a chance. Obviously, the character win that they had, but the Florida Panthers uh, they can turn it up too. So, and you, you know, not only Florida, you've got a couple other teams that are right behind. So yeah. they're they're in. You know. 
Boston's going to be in there. Tampa's for sure uh, going on the other side. Watching. What about Philadelphia? Telling you, they're they're playing Unbelievable. hockey right now. Lost, really lost. I think they were going for ten in a row. Lost the other night, but I'll tell you, what a good hockey club. Yeah, and I think they have the. It looks like they're going to play Pittsburgh in the first round. Yeah, and if that's the case, I think Pittsburgh's in trouble. My my, I'm looking at in the East. I'm looking at Washington and Boston. They're my two teams. One of those two teams is going to come out in the Stanley Cup. Yeah, and I think in the West, I love Edmonton and I love St. Louis. Well, we'll get to the West in a minute, but of course. Paul always picks the first place team and the first place team. Really? I'm going to go outside really? of the box. I, I don't think I ever do you that. Did, you just Boston and Washington. No, I'm just, that's who I think right now. But I, I've always Take taken a wild card. Just throw somebody out uh, there. In the East, yeah. I'll take Philly. And in the West, I'll take um, Las Vegas. I'm taking Toronto going deep. Oh, my God. They're going to go deep. Yeah, They're going right. to get lucky. That's yeah. only because my wife is a Toronto Maple Leaf fan, yeah. and i got to keep peace at home. Uh, but I'll tell you, I, I like Philly. I, I think, you know, uh, I think they've got great goaltending. They've got youth. They've got a dynamic uh, organization. The Philly fans are crazy. So I, I wouldn't be surprised Philly doing some noise. You know what I'm going to tell you right now, and I just it's been on my mind the last couple, is your Winnipeg Jets, Ooh. They're they're really close. I think they're... Two, are they two points behind? You got seven, eight points. Yes, uh, uh, I think they're one point. Game in, right one now. and a game in hand. Yeah. If they somehow sneak into the dance, they could be like the St. Louis Blues last year. Good they point. They still have enough talent. Absolutely. Almost all their injured players are Hellerbox coming back. Hellerbach's playing well. He's coming back yep. real strong. Yep. So all you have to do is be healthy when the dance starts. You're not just kissing my. Derriere, right? No, you I know would, I'm a huge I, I Winnipeg. Would never do that. I know There's I'm a huge Derriere there, but uh, <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm actually not. Uh, I'm not. Okay, doing that. so I look more like a pear. Okay, I'll get you. Wait till you get this body set up. I'll tell yep. you, at 60 years old. I'm telling not you, doing too bad. Well, you're not. You're right behind me. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you for that, uh, Winnipeg Jets. But I really think St. Louis has got a chance to come. I think they Ooh, could repeat. Yeah. They, 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 they look that strong. It's been a long time. Vegas looks great. That's a good hockey hockey club. I know they have had a couple injuries. And you and I both said uh, if Edmonton continue, they lost a, a close one the other night to Edmonton or to the to Vegas. But uh, I'll tell you what, they they look strong. They can they turn it up. Both goaltenders are playing really well. Yeah, yeah. I, I I still love Mike Smith, and I think if Smith somehow gets back to that form when he was with Arizona, I I just like him. I think he can really uh, take them along. What about way. a big question mark though with Connor McDavid missed a couple of games again? We don't know what his health's about. He'll be ready. They don't go anywhere without no, him. He'll There's, be ready. Even though Drysaddle's playing out of the world, uh, they're not going in, in anywhere if they don't have Connor McDavid. I so, I, I think Drysaddle's the best player in the league right now. So I, I just love him. And we had a great talk about yep. that with uh, Marco Sticknote. Uh, and of course, you know, I played against his father a couple times. And he wears number? 29. You got it. Listen, in the West, let's talk about a couple other teams. You know, Minnesota's on the bubble there. Vancouver yeah. is in and out. Uh, yeah, they look good. Nashville, what a plot. Like, they've dropped huge. off huge. And then Arizona's also there on the bubble. So you've got uh, five teams that are chasing uh, the other six. How about a first round that was going to happen up until a couple of days ago? Now that's not happening, but it's still, it's very close. Calgary and Edmonton oh my God. in the first round. It could Can you happen. imagine that? It could happen. That'll be a seven-game bloodbath. Yeah. I say six, and Edmonton wins it. Yeah? Yeah. First, second of the first game, we have a massive fight with, going uh, at with Tuchuk and uh, Absolutely. And, Cassian. And Cassian. Yeah. Cassian was on the, the radio or TV the other night saying that he has played with uh, the team where he just – they 
found a way to lose. Yeah. And now he said, we are finding ways to win. So uh, really good on him, I'll tell you what. Well, as far as we go, let's do a little prediction. Yep. Um, I'm going to go Edmonton coming out of the West, and I'm going to go with Philadelphia. I know it's these are two, two long shots, okay. but I love the underdog, and I just want to see somebody else win other than Boston. Uh, I'm not a big Bruins fan. Uh, but and Tampa, I don't think they're going to get through either. I think they're they're probably going to go up against Toronto, and Toronto's going to knock them off. Okay, I'm going to now just go totally crazy. I'm going to say Colorado. Okay, come on. I am going to say Colorado and Washington. Listen, if Nathan Cup. McKinnon's not in the lineup, you know He'll he's be fast. struggling. Yeah, yeah. He could, but you know what? Now's injury time, right? Yeah. They've only got 13, 14 games. Yeah. They maybe sit him out a little bit longer just to get him ready. It's a long, grueling season, but and, and then you get in the playoffs, it gets even longer. I don't believe it, but I'm saying it just to have some good uh, controversy. So I'm going to say, <laughs> my heart says Boston and Edmonton, but my not Paul Rosen my, and my, controversy. My, my, Come my, on, my honestly. Controversial mind says Colorado and Washington. Well, we're going to go to uh, to the Rosie's rant now. Yeah, yeah, okay. uh, I know that uh, a lot of people wait for this. Yeah. Uh, being over in Australia, I've had a lot of people comment. They think I've won more than what you're telling me, but that's okay. Yeah, we'll let you have that. Know. I know Steve, I don't know. Well, you're in the studio. Obviously, you're throwing him some cash, right? Because he's obviously picking you over me. 100%. Um, as, but, an as an amateur athlete with one <laughs> leg, the cash that I have to throw around is enormous. Yeah, but you I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you right now, I brought Steve. I'm bringing in next. I'm I'm in studio with you again next week. Wow! But first, before we do that, we are going to be doing the EMS hockey tournament. You're coming down with us. We're doing Niagara Falls. Uh, Always. Yeah, because it, it, there was a chance it would have got canceled over the coronavirus. But we are going to be in studio next Thursday because Tuesday, Wednesday, the EMS puts on a tournament for Shoot for a Cure. Yep. Barry Monroe and the great people stop concussions. Barry and Monroe's now, birthday. Yes, today. and wow. yeah. Yeah. Happy birthday to Barry. Want to sing it? Happy sure. birthday, birthday to you. Do, do you know the words? To, yeah, I do. I, All right. I, I learned it in grade six. All right, so I'm going to be here next week. And so when I'm in studio, I think yeah. i got a better chance of winning. Because you're right. But I am bringing Steve something extra special. And I'm not going to tell you what it is. That's right. you got to buy his votes, and that's good. Not I'm, buy, I'm, no. Listen, he's got to keep you and I looking good. Okay. Nobody's keeping you looking good, brother. Look even at this Tony, shirt. Even Tony, Talk about this jacket. Even Tony Meal cannot keep you Look at this jacket, good. kid. It doesn't fit. Brent but Burnish. Yeah. No, it fits. Yeah. Brent really? Burnish. Brent Burnish. Yeah, Brent Burnish. All right, All right listen, let's get into awesome. uh, the rant. Okay, so listen, it's uh, it's um, episode 10. I've got six wins, you got two, and we have a tie. So here's what, you know, I was, I was talking about a bunch of things going through my mind uh, coming down here, but then I had to just take a complete 180 and... Coming down from Newmarket, Ontario, people know where that is. If you don't, don't worry about it. Coming downtown to the Hockey News Studios. I nice studios. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I, uh, I turned and somebody cut me off and I'm like baffled. And then I catch up to them and they give me a look and I, I let them come in and they come in and that's it. And then a taxi driver comes in and that's it. And then I let another and I'm flipping out like people. It takes, this is what it takes. You're driving, right? You let somebody in. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. 13 of a millisecond of a second to put your hand up and say thank you. That's all you got to do. Drives me nuts. 
cab drivers out there. This is what you do for a living. You say, oh, I'm driving forever. I can't do it. It takes bull. It takes you an eighth of a second. Put your hand up and say thank you. I'm sick of letting people in and disgusting you. Just flip me off or you just drive you go nuts. All it takes is a second. Say thank you. Move on. You don't have to love me. We're not going out for dinner. I'm not buying you a Christmas present. Just say thank you. Put your hand up, say thank you, and we'll move on. That's all it takes. 2020, be nice. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Holy McAlerky. I'll tell you what, get a bus pass. Because all you complain about is the drivers and the bike riders. Yeah. What, what, come on, Paul. Seriously. I, I agree. You know, it's usually you say they put their hand up. But it's usually just the middle finger. Listen, we got to get over this sort of stuff. We're not going to change the way the world has changed, as you know, even through the times, the trials and tribulations are going on with coronavirus and that sort of stuff. But honestly, if that's all you got to rant about, you should be ranting about a lot more than just about people that are bad drivers. Toronto is notorious for bad drivers. And even worse... Sydney. It's got nothing to do with Sydney, being a Australia. bad driver. Oh, it's bad got drivers. to do with just being polite well, no, be, and saying thank there's you. There's no politeness in this world anymore. That's the Paul. problem. Okay, but you're not going to change that. Why so not? So move on, get a bus pass, take a bus. Well, you probably have a complaint about the bus driver. I haven't been on a bus in 25 years. Well, maybe you should start looking at a bus because yeah. it can get you there without having the finger put pointed at you. I think, uh, Paul, I, I love you dearly, but uh, that's lame. That's lame. Steve is pointing towards you, Gooch. I think that's horse garbage, but I'll let, I'll let it go. You know, and I'm so going to have a six, three, and one. No, no, I'm going to have a video replay because I've seen it before. That tie, I think I won. So I'm going to go on record. It's I'm going to wait. Over with. No, no, it's six. No, no. Just be happy that it's six, three, and one. No, shut I, up. No, okay. I'll give you six, three, and one. Three and a half and a half. Six, three, and one. Steve already just gave you a thumbs up. Fine. Right. That's it. Okay. I'm coming with one next week that's going to blow both of you out of the studio. Not even close because I'm, I'm bringing something extra special. Yeah. I told you. Right. Hey, listen, Paul, that was really good. Uh, kind of put me to sleep. But what's really important is let's talk about something serious. Sure. All right. We've been talking about, and you've been a pro athlete. You've won gold medals for our country. Uh, you've been absolutely amazing, and you were impeccable. Yes, you were a little controversial, but you were always there for your teammates. You were always there for the fans, and you would play under all aspects of the game. What bothers me is this comment the other night. LeBron James makes a statement when the NBA, the MLB, and I know that uh, the NHL with the San Jose Sharks are going to probably play in venues that have no spectators. And LeBron James comes up, the icon of basketball, yeah. the leader of basketball, the leader of probably sport at this particular, an icon bigger than God. He says, I'm not going to play. And so when I think about that, after he's counting his millions and probably getting close to a billion, I'm thinking about those poor guys that are jumping on a plane from Timmendorf, uh, Germany, to come back home. He's making, what, maybe $2,500, $5,000 a month, and he's flying home without his last paycheck. And LeBron James has the audacity to say, I'm not going to go in because there's no fans. Yeah. But does he forget that those fans live and breathe the sport? And yes, we're doing it for the right reason of not putting uh, large crowds. So would he not think for a second and say, embrace it, understand it, and then say, listen, I, I don't like it, but I'm going to support it because I know that I'm going to have, be a distraction for those people when they turn their TV on and they're actually going to watch me play and I'm going to rise to the occasion. I'm going to be LeBron James. I'm going to be the king that I'm known and I'm going to lead instead of being one of those guys that count his money and say, I'm not going to play. 
yeah. just like a big baby. I love him, so don't get me wrong. I think he's great for the sport, but that just puts a little dagger. And then, a couple nights later, when he does get all the criticism, we find out he apologizes. Right. He apologizes. Yeah. You shouldn't have done it in the first time. Yeah. So my bottom line is, listen, you make millions, millions of dollars playing a game that you love. Fans are paying hundreds of dollars to watch. They buy your shoes, they buy your jocks, they buy your shorts, they buy your t-shirt, they buy your jacket, and your jersey. Yep. Shut up, play the game, let the politics play itself out. What are your thoughts on that? You're on fire, Gooch. I'm telling you, the last five minutes- It's, it's a like jacket. Gooch is back. It's a jacket. Uh, I 100% agree with you. Everything you said, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. You know, the the the- reason you're making the amount of money you're making is because of the people that come into the stadium and pay that money and buy all your uh, apparel. So I 100% agree with you. Wow. A great bottom line. And the bottom six line... Six more then. No, that has nothing to do with Rosie's rent, you We're trying to catch up somehow. It's six, three, and one, and just forget about the rent. You did great today. Okay, I'm going to come back strong next right. week. That's the bottom line. Okay. Anyways, the bottom line, Wayne Cowley and the bottom line, he's got, he's going to be proud. There's going to be great chicken a, wings. A, an extra, uh, buy 10 chicken wings, get two free. How's that? I love it. Listen, you know, in the final part on the LeBron James thing, sport is a distraction. We need distractions right now with all this craziness because it's all being canceled around the world. Absolutely. What happens if they cancel the NBA yep. playoffs and yep. all that sort of stuff? Yep. So I'll tell you what, we're Great thinking job. of you. Coronavirus, get out of our town. We don't need you here. We don't need you anywhere. And I'll tell you what, the good people of Hockey News allows Gooch Live featuring Paul Rosen to be here in the studio. And I'm looking forward to next week. And the great people at Christian Hockey. Paul? Thanks for being with us. Gooch, signing off. Rosie, signing off.